0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hutzpah! I am so happy to be here. We are back in the studio today. It's a dreary but green April day, so my guest and I are all tucked up in the studio, and we've got a friend with us as well. Anywho, I hope that you're happy wherever you are, but if you're not, don't look now. But I called in a favor and replaced all the flooring in your humble abode with luscious green grass. The softest, sweetest smelling lawn under your feet. Blades of grass just tickling your toes and anchoring you down to the earth. Man, I miss being a kid running around barefoot all summer long. All right, enough of that. Put those markers down, folks. My guest is originally from Boston, Massachusetts, and currently lives in Burlington, Vermont. She is a music educator, and she is also an international traveler and has lived in Turkey for three years, specifically two of those years, at least, being during COVID. I met her through Christy Apostle, who is Sean Apostle's wife, who you've probably met through this podcast and the podcast Dyslexics Untied. I got to meet Kara when she wandered back to Louisville to pay a visit. So please welcome the energetic and thoughtful Kara Krikorian. Yay. (laughs) Is there anything you want to add to your intro before we get started? That was fabulous. I think you covered it. Okay, cool. Um, So the first question I like to ask everybody is what gives you confidence and how do you maintain that on a
1: daily basis? I think over the years, the The biggest thing for me is just do stuff. Just do it. Like Nike says, right? (laughs) Just do it. Do stuff. For me, I do stuff that I want to do. I do stuff I don't want to do. I do stuff that makes me scared. I do stuff that's challenging, that's exciting. And I feel like when I do that, I realize that I can. And so you mentioned that I'm a music educator, That's something that I haven't done for very long, and I kind of came at it through the back door. And so sometimes I still feel like an imposter, like someone's going to figure out I am not really a real (laughs) teacher and I can't really do it. So I just keep doing it every day and gaining more and more confidence as I do. And it turns out I'm really not bad at it, <laughs> <laughs> which was a discovery. And I keep mm-hmm. discovering it. It's wonderful.
0: How do you think you push through the days that it's maybe not coming so easily and
1: um, you have to really find a way to motivate yourself again? Really? It's, well, I have another, I said, just do it. I have another one. Fake it till you make it. And <laughs> honestly, that's really it. Mm-hmm. Like you just you have no choice. I mean, I can't not go to work or there are certain things. I am a musician with stage fright. I can't choose not to perform. Mm-hmm. So I just have to do it and fake it. And that, that just, again, gives me more confidence to keep doing it Right. and keep, yeah, you know, keep keeping on with it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Kind of like a snowball effect. Like Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> and it gets really big sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, does that motivate you when it gets big or is it sometimes like, oh my God, how did I get here? No, it's
1: great. It's motivating. Keep doing it, right? And make it bigger. Mm -hmm. Conquer more things. (laughs) Perfect.
0: Well, um, do you have any specific stories that you'd like to share about a time when you had some chutzpah? So, you know, that's like audacity. It could also kind of be gall, like kind of in a negative way, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's up to you and any stories that you've come up with.
1: Well, thinking back on my life, there's, there's a certain time, I'd say maybe 12 years ago or so. It was sort of a crossroads for me. And at the time, the move didn't seem that gutsy. It just sort of seemed natural. But looking back, like, whoa, that took a lot of gall. Like that took a lot of audacity. Um, I just moved countries to pursue a degree because I was single and I was at a crossroads and I didn't really know what to do. And I thought, well, I should probably get another degree and it would be a lot more fun to do it outside the country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know why not? (laughs) So I, I did it and it was a remarkable experience. It just opened really literally the world for me. So again, looking back, it, it, was a lot more brave than I even realized at the time. But it it did take guts. You know, I went alone. I went to a place I'd never even seen and to do something I had never done. And I didn't know a soul. Did you have a university
0: to kind of back you up since you were there for a degree?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I had done the work and, and applied mm-hmm. and was accepted into a program. Yeah, but it really was. I did a fair bit of research, but it really was sight unseen, mm-hmm. and it all worked out great. But it it and then when I first moved there, I had some immediate challenges. Just got really sick, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I was grieving the loss of my dad just several months before. So it was there was some loneliness and sickness right from the get go, and I really had to push through that. So that that certainly took some some guts, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, just to forge on and and stick with the plan. And I'm so glad I did. It was really an amazing time.
0: So what was the large goal in going there? So you had the spa to pack up and go Mm -hmm. despite these challenges. What
1: were you seeking? It's a great question. I I had just kind of finished career one. I was a music minister in a church and I I loved it, but I knew it had run its course. And so I really felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do next. There was no next step, next job, next plan. So I thought, well, why don't I just get a degree in music, a master's, and that will open more doors. So the, the goal was get a degree and during that time, figure out... Mm -hmm. My next career, it it didn't quite work out that way, but it it worked out even better than that in the end. But the goal was to to get a degree and find a new career through that degree. Gotcha.
0: And ideally in that country or to open literally the world for you as well?
1: I I thought that I'd probably move back to the States, Mm -hmm. but once I was there in England, I never wanted to leave. Mm. So... Sadly, I had to, just visa-wise, but uh, I really did love it there. But because of that degree, I did move back to the States and, and end up as a teacher. Eventually, it just took a while to get there. So eventually, I reached the goal of finding the new career. It just took, took some time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does sometimes. yeah, good
1: things normally do. <laughs> they do, <laughs> yep. We just don't want them
0: to. Right. Yep. <laughs> I understand that. Can you talk a little bit about, um, in a- another episode of this, a friend of mine studied abroad in England. And so we kind of talk about traveling solo as a woman. Um, Could you talk a little bit more about that? And um, I guess how confidence plays into that and, you know, times that you may need to have a little audacity to travel mm-hmm. successfully as a solo
1: <laughs> woman. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a really dear friend in England who helped a lot with that. And she had lived internationally in a number of countries and so there were a lot of times that we were just seeing the sights and I was with her and that helped a lot just to have that person and that helped me grow in confidence so that by the time I eventually moved to Turkey I I had discovered that like it's really not that big of a deal mm-hmm. you know like you can get on a train you can f- Figure something out. If you get on the wrong bus, which happened to me, and go in the exact opposite direction, and you don't know how to speak the language, mm-hmm. and you don't know what to do, and you're, it's pitch black, and you're in the middle of nowhere, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be fine eventually. So I think just that experience of having that person to help me yeah. kind of find my feet and find my confidence enabled me to be able to do it more on my own as time went on. Mm-hmm. I always
0: have to remind myself, mostly when I go out more into rural areas, Mm -hmm. that for the most part, like, no one wants to bother you. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) It's so true. People are not out to get you. Sometimes, unfortunately, that might happen.
1: Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of the time, everyone just wants to do their thing. (laughs) It's so true. And actually, what I found in Turkey is that people really want to help you. They really do. So my two, in fact, my two traveling rules are, number one, follow the crowd. Like, they usually know where they're going. And number two, just ask. Just ask. Usually people want to help. And if they don't ask somebody else, then that person will probably help you. Yeah. It seems so obvious. Tips for travel. (laughs) Free of charge.
0: Oh, (laughs) perfect. I actually just made a little passport holder with the hope that I can travel again. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> soon. yay. So fingers crossed. Um, so we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I always like to ask what lessons were learned from your experience with chutzpah
1: and how how you keep using those today. Mm-hmm. I think being in England, like I said before, it kind of opened the world. It just expanded my thinking. And so I I just don't feel like I've ever been the same person since that point. It just it broadened my perspective. I understood that there's just more out there, mm-hmm. you know, than what I'd always seen. And I carry that with me all the time. And I really feel like because of that experience, I mean, I think in life, when you make those bold moves and and you walk through a door, it just leads you to other doors yeah. that you never knew were there before. So that, that door led me eventually through a long meandering path to living in Turkey, which I would not have done if I hadn't lived in England 12 right. years prior. So, I mean, you asked how I carry that today. I mean, it's, it's just, that's my life is what it is now because of what I did in, in that bold move of just packing up and, and moving. Do you think this experience also impacts
0: the experience of your students who get to have you as their teacher? Oh, absolutely.
1: It's a, That's a great question. I mean, I think I have a broader perspective of teaching and music and the world. And so that's something that I can really offer kids that if I had started being a teacher in Vermont, never having left, it, I just... I just wouldn't know as much. I wouldn't be who I am and I wouldn't have as much to offer them as I do now. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: Well, I'm glad Thanks. that those students get to have um, a wonderful experience with you and, and get to learn that there's more out there, too, even mm-hmm.
1: though
0: I understand they're still small. <laughs> 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 they can always start figuring that one out. Um Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Otherwise, those are really the questions I like to ask everyone. And I think you've got
1: a great story. Do you want to add
0: anything, Christy?
1: I mentioned that you were here. (laughs) And I should say this is my best friend, Christy, who's here, who I'm visiting from Vermont. And we were talking to Bridget. We were telling you that we've been best friends for 25 plus years. So Mm -hmm. all these moves, some of the bold moves I've made, some of the bold moves she's made, We've kind of walked with each other. Yes, Mm -hmm. we we have definitely walked those paths together. Mm -hmm. I would say to give
0: um, Kara cred as a musician, (laughs) um, just maybe a couple of quick examples, since she was talking more about education and confidence and travel and that sort of thing, just to give her cred as as the music part of being a music educator. She uh, composed an original song for My Wedding. Beautiful. Which was amazing. Um, And also the uh, planned musician for our wedding, um, this is a whole other story, was arrested that day. And so
1: (laughs) Kara, at the last second... You have to have that kind of story (laughs) in a wedding, right? (laughs) At the last second, Kara also performed all the music at my my wedding.
0: Um, And then probably the only other one that I would quickly add would be that... When she played "Flight of the Bumblebee" in college, I just burst into tears because it was that amazing. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's really sweet.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, yeah. Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime.
0: Well, this all reminds me so much. This I'm so glad that we had this interview too because I did. I interviewed my friend Kelly like a months and months ago, and I've just been wondering like, ah, hmm, when am I going to play hers? And these two totally have to go like oh, perfect, near each other perfect. because this. Awesome. Your dynamic reminds me so much of my mm-hmm. dynamic with her, and um, she's very similar. the The bubbly extrovert—that's—that's that's <laughs> Kelly all the way, and maybe the more subdued extrovert. Yeah, those, those like two personalities can come together in a really mm-hmm. beautiful way. So, yeah, that's exciting. Um, cool. Well, uh, what are some things that we learned today? We learned today to just do it. Is it Nike? Is that who says it's that? It's Nike. Yeah. Nike got that one right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs> we um, learned more about Kara and a little bit about music education and knowing there's a lot out there in the world. So go go find it if you can. Um, make sure to take care of yourselves and remember that our... The music is from a group called Crow Wonder, and the song is called Humbug. Also, don't forget to give a listen to Dyslexics Untied. Um, that is the podcast hosted by my boyfriend, Jacob Schumann, and Christy's husband, Dr. Sean Apostle from Bellarmine University. And you can also still get 20% off your sticker orders from Squid Print. All right, I'm Bridget Bard. Shalom.